You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, right, everybody. Josh Neighbors here. I am the host of Locked On Big 12. To my left on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, it is Stephen Simcox. He is the host of the Locked On Horn Frogs podcast. To his left, it is John Williams. He is the host of the Locked On Sooners podcast. Below him, it is Linda Godfrey. She is the host of the Locked On Pokes podcast. And then to her right, it is Jake Hatch, the host of the Locked On Cougars podcast covering all things BYU. In case you didn't know, Cougars is BYU. Pokes is Cowboys. Sooners is Oklahoma Sooners. Horned Frogs is TCU. And I am Big 12. Shout out to the school sending cease and desists. All right. So uh, we have to talk about some a variety of things tonight. But the first thing that we're going to talk about, uh, and I have got some headers for this, it is LOL. <laughs> what is happening for this first one? All right. So on the floor, there he is. Okay, John, we've got John. John's going to be the, the big one here just for a little bit. Uh, um, all right, John. So Oklahoma no longer has Lincoln Riley. Uh, right. How? What stage are we at? I, and I've seen a bunch of people on Oklahoma Twitter tweeting, I am at stage X. I am at stage Y. What stage are you at right now? Uh, acceptance. Um, you know, Sunday afternoon while I'm at the park with my kids about 2, 2.30 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and the news is coming through that Lincoln Riley is uh, agreeing to a deal with USC. Uh, anger definitely uh, took hold as, you know, 12 to 14 hours earlier. It was kind of understood that like, oh, hey, I'm not going to be the next coach at LSU. Very interesting choice of words, Lincoln Riley. I wish our media would have uh, peppered him a little bit more um, about that, but he, he moved on. So they had to move on. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a crazy couple days. Um, I think everybody that covers the program, fans of the program, obviously, if anybody watched the the state of the program press conference yesterday, Everybody was in shock. Everybody was caught off guard by this. Um, not not a single person had any thought that that Lincoln Riley would be leaving one or that he'd be going to USC. You know, the first I think the earliest report we saw on that on Sunday was a Bruce Feldman report from the Athletic that said that USC was going to make a big swing for him. And again, I think most people just kind of chalk that up as this is just another rumor connected to Lincoln Riley that we've experienced for many of the last several years. And so, yeah, it's, it's just been shocking to say the least. And I mean, definitely a lot of frustration in the fan base. Uh, there's still a lot of frustration in the fan base. If you, if you follow it all on social media at all, but for me personally, I'm just like, all right, it's done. He's in, he's in California. Enjoy that scene. Uh, it's time to, to find a new head coach. Uh, all right. So we'll go back to the full shot here. We'll, 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 we'll take you off the, uh, the restream stand as, as I'll call it. <laughs> so, Stephen, your your school just went through a coaching change uh, via helicopter, I guess, is how they made the exchange. Are you one of those people that is thinking like, wow, this coaching stuff is getting out of hand, the way it's just kind of hirings and firings, the timing of it all, it's making you, it's making you uncomfortable, or are you just kind of like, this is what the sport is, it's kind of dumb if we don't act like that this is what it is, or ignorant, I should say. If we don't act like this is what the sport is. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of resigned to it at this point. I think the, the OU situation is interesting. And I'm sorry, John, but this is really like the, watching the OU fan base over the past week. It's like the homecoming queen has a pimple. It's like, you know, they just two disappointing things have happened in the span, in the span of like 48 hours. And they don't, they're not really sure what, how to deal with it, what's happening, why that might happen. Um, and I think this is a curious move. Now, I get from a point of like, okay, he's going to the Pac-12 instead of the SEC. He, USC is built to win right away. Uh, but it's still very bizarre that he would leave Oklahoma for USC and that he would do it in this fashion where we really didn't have any idea that it was happening you know, before it went down. Um, as far as the, the coaching you know, profession and where it is, yes, I think it's gone a little too far. I feel like someone it's fed by the early signing day. Um, we're seeing coaches get fired mid-season, which – I understand it, but I feel like it's bad for them. It's bad for, you know, the student athletes. Uh, and then, like, more than anything, yesterday we saw a coach who still has an outside chance at playing for a national championship and Brian Kelly, who was just like, deuces, I'm headed to Baton Rouge to go coach at LSU. Notre Dame's not playing in the Independence Bowl. Like, they could legitimately be in the college <laughs> football playoff. And he said, all right, good luck, guys. Best, you know, do your thing. Um, and, but, and also, they don't have an interim head coach because he's trying to get Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese to come with him so to sorry. Baton Rouge right now, which is like, it's awful. Yeah, it's it's a dirty business. Um, so is it has it gone too far? Yeah, but also like, this is sort of the beast that everyone's created. It's like we can complain and say, man, I wish it was the good old days, you know, like the seventies where they had a freshman team and everybody just was <laughs> honest and forthright and. Did everything the right way. We're in the option, right? Yeah, but the bottom line is, like, you have – everybody's out for themselves. Everybody's trying to make a buck. Um, So, to me, like, this is the biggest kind of justification for, you know, if student-athletes are going to hop in the transfer portal or they're going to kind of look out for their bottom line, like, in this day and age, you just have to be compassionate about it. You have to understand it because they're getting fed, you know, a a line of BS by – a lot of people in their life and there's still plenty of folks around college athletics. I understand that are trying to do the best for everyone. Um, but no, I feel like it's, has it gone too far? Probably, but it's a train that's already down the tracks. And unless you're going to start peeling back early signing day or putting some sort of rule in place where it's like, Hey, let's not, you know, let's not do any of this until the season's over, but we're, we're not naive to that either. It's like, it's like Lincoln Riley telling Scott Van Pelt, well, I've never talked to anybody about, you know, changing jobs when I was at Oklahoma. Well, that might honestly be true, but your agent was, or your team was, I mean, we know how these things work through the back right. channels. Like this stuff goes down all the time. And I feel bad for, you know, the, the athletes that have to deal with the constant changes. Yeah. I, and, and Jake, I want to kind of make that ask you about this too. Um, you know, like this idea that it's like, you know, it's, it's uh, Danny Canal made a great point the other day. And I, I actually don't agree with Danny a whole lot on a lot of things, but he made a great point. Like this is basically becoming the NFL. Like these kids, remember how, I mean, I remember when Kelly Bryant decided to leave that one year when he got replaced and they had the game where Lawrence got hurt. And I think Chase Bryce had to come in mm-hmm. and everybody's like, where's Kelly Bryant? Kelly Bryant can be playing right now, but he quit in his team. How far, like, how dumb does that sound now? How ridiculous does that sound now? Like a take like that? Well, it, it, it just it, it it's absurd. It, it, it is what it is, and 
trust me, we're dealing out here BYU. There's been rumors around Kalani Satake for the better part of three mm-hmm. weeks. Obviously, Lincoln Riley taking the, taking the USC job has kind of cooled that, obviously. But Washington taking Kalen DeBoer uh, out of Fresno State. But when you have your coach being mentioned for that, it's going to have fans upset. So, yeah, the whole thing about players and they should be loyal to the programs. Why should they be loyal when their coaches, are like we're seeing right now, they're not loyal at all? You want to pay me how much money? Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. See you then. And I, I don't blame them. Like, I don't blame the coaches, but like, let's let's stop holding the kids the same standard. Linda, yeah. I want to get to you about this. Uh, how like what has this experience been like? Are you on the side of like we're not getting enough credit, or like, well, we'll take our win, we'll take our fifth ranking, and we'll just watch the we'll watch the show. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I think most of this season, the Oklahoma State football team has felt pretty underlooked and underappreciated from like a national standpoint. And they felt week after week that they have to go out and prove themselves. I prefer to be in that mentality than like, uh, oh, look at us, look at how good we are uh, mentality. So I'm not mad about that at all. I do want to second the fact that kids should, these kids should, I think this is the perfect argument for them being able to make NIL deals and making some money off of their names because it's ridiculous to hold them to some loyal standard when the dude's getting paid millions of dollars can dip and dive whenever they feel like it. So just want to get on board and say, I agree with that, but yeah, for sure. It's been, we're just watching. I'm just watching it happen. And after the win on Saturday, it's been a whirlwind. I know for OU fans, it's giving me some Brad Underwood uh, flashbacks, which are not fun, but as a whole, I'm just, we're just, I'm ready to take on ba- uh, Baylor in the Big 12 championship. By the way, also, nobody mentioned how, and I, I mean, Steve, we've, we've seen this, how Sonny Dykes just like clearly mailed it in for the last month. Like, oh my gosh, completely yeah. Completely mailed that thing in at SMU. Well, and they kept up the dumb charade. Like, the <laughs> announcement was made Friday during the TCU game, and then Saturday he's walking down. You know, the pony walk or whatever they call it. They're 12 fans you know, that show up and try to pretend to cheer for SME football. And people are wearing like TCU suck shirts and folks are yelling like, put your purple on, Sonny, because they all know he's leaving. And he's just walking around. And then the press conference, they're like, they ask him about it. He's like, well, I don't want to talk about Like, What do you mean you don't want to talk about the coaching change? We all know you're going here. You're like halfway to Fort Worth. I mean, SME's already picked out their next coach. Yeah, yeah. Rhett Lashley was like in in the building. He like said hi to the team after the game. He's like, I'm ready to rock and roll with you guys. Uh, but yeah, it was so stupid. And they lost to Tulsa, which was embarrassing. And that was another thing. All these TCU fans are melting down, tweeting me like, well, why do we want Sonny Dykes? You know, SMU sucks. They've sucked all November. I'm like, yeah, because all the kids know that he's gone. Of course they suck. <laughs> he's, he's recruiting kids to TCU right now. Like, yeah, he's not yes. really interested in winning games in the American. He might not work out, but it's not going to be because of that. So yes, yeah. it's it's also dumb. All right, uh, I'm going to hit it. Let's 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 talk about one of our sponsors here real quick before we get we get to some more fun coaching carousel questions. A lot of cut there noises. Uh, Prize picks is the best way to play daily fantasy. I'm sure they've got probably some college football coaching odds there. You know, over under two more Big Twelve coaches to go or something, and that probably 0.5 Big Twelve coaches to go. I think Matt Campbell's probably the only one looking at right now but this weekend for championship weekend over-unders for yards touchdowns interceptions rushing yards uh team totals all those th- kinds of things you can find at prize picks right now you go and download the app it's available in most states 
Just use that promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N locked on. You'll receive a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars right now. Download the Prize Picks app, and you all can do that today. All right, so John, I'll go to you first on this. Um, potential potential replacements. The big three that we've heard. Well, I think people are talking about it's Josh Heupel. It is uh, Brent Venables, and then I'm totally blanking on the third one. Uh, everybody's been talking about. Help me out here. I mean, you, I've heard Luke Fickle thrown around. You, right. I mean, there's a whole host of names that. But, but the, I, think, I think I think the two think leaders the, were Venables and Heupel, and Heupel just because of the yeah. Uh, yeah. Now Josh Heupel gave a really unconvincing interview where he's you know people were like, uh, would you know would you go? I, I forget it was. Um, former Tennessee quarterback, totally forgetting his name. Eric Ainge. Yeah, Eric Ainge. Yeah, and and he's like, you're staying, you know, I can't wait. And Josh Heupel, as he should, should not promise anything and just said, look, I'm, you know, I'm really building this Tennessee program. I'm focused on it. If Oklahoma promised to drop a gigantic bag, I could not, you know, fault him one bit. But the favorite right now really does seem to be Brent Venables, so much so to where people actually thought they might even introduce him yesterday at the press conference. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's where all the smoke is headed right now is towards Brent Venables. Uh, even as early as tonight, Chris Planks saying they're just kind of ironing out the details. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I'm hearing I'm hearing things like, you know, if it's done if it's done tonight, it'll be him. If it's not, they might start looking at another another direction. I think a lot of it is just ironing out details on Brent Venables at this point, which I think would be a great hire for the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, first of all, I, I do want to congratulate Linda and the Oklahoma State Cowboys on their Bedlam win. Apparently, it was so convincing that it ran Lincoln Riley out of the state. Um, yeah, man, it, Brent Venables, it, I feel like it's a great, great hire. I just did some research for an article and put together for Sooners Wire you look back at just the level of success of getting defensive players drafted in the top 100 in the NFL. Brent Venables has had 15 top 100 picks, eight first round picks for, at Clemson. Oklahoma has had only five top 100 picks on the defensive side of the football and just one first round pick in that same time frame. So obviously a much better defensive uh, opportunity for Oklahoma, especially as they're heading into the SEC at some point, whether it's next year or down the road, it's it's going to be a big a big move for them. And uh, you look at a lot of the alumni and former players, and they're all all over the idea of Brent Venables coming to Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, finally, for him to take a job, it would be this one. Uh, Stephen, if you were Joe C, would you want to wait a second before you go to the SEC? Because I feel like with the deterioration of this recruiting class in the moment. Might want to pump the brakes here a second. Make sure we all get all set up, get our get our ducks in a row before we head to the Southeastern Conference and get ready for that. That's a fair point, and I do love the idea though. You being like, no, let's let's please wait a year so we can twenty twenty five. We're actually fine before, with that. We're actually fine with twenty twenty five before we can go to the SEC. Uh, well, also you're talking about. I mean, Venables. I think it'd be a great hire, but you're also talking about a totally different identity shift. I know with Alex Grinch, they've you know. Uh, leaned into defense more, but this would be a defensive guy who I'm sure is going to bring on a great offense coordinator. And do you go from really, you know, pounding the pavement, getting five-star receivers to maybe getting some more athletic guys on the other side of the ball? Um, I could see that, but ultimately like the money is going to win out. So I don't know if does Josie want a super competitive football team. Yes. But if the SEC is like, Hey, we need to get this TV contract done. We need you guys in here. 
right now, then uh, that's going to be the the priority number one. I mean, so much of it's going to depend on what happens with Caleb Williams. Yeah, that's huge, right? Well, and you, and you saw, I mean, basically, because here's the thing, like he, it's almost like you, you don't want to give a kid, an 18 year old, 19 year old kid, like that kind of agency or, you know, ability, I guess to, but like, it's, it's almost like, does the kid get any input? I mean, on who the next coach is because Rattler's gone. The new kid, what's Malachi? What was Nelson. Yeah. Nelson. Yeah. He's, he's going to USC. Yep. Like, do you almost, yeah, yeah. Do you almost <laughs> give? Uh, you almost have a conversation with some of the players, the leadership, and be like, "Hey, fellas, we need you guys here. Who do you guys want?" I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can. You know, you right, gotta, you gotta kid. look, you gotta look long term. You know, you gotta look at what's going to be best for our our program when Caleb Williams is in the NFL because he's not going to be around forever. And right. You, and I think the thing that hurts so much about this move is people thought Lincoln Riley would be around forever. Or he went to the NFL, but they they got to find somebody who's going to be around for a Bob Stoops like tenure. And that transition makes it so much more difficult to the fact that they're going to, have to be the person that makes that transition. Um, Jake, where do you think the biggest domino is still to fall? I mean, obviously Notre Dame is going to be filled, but do we think Notre Dame gets filled with a Marcus Freeman, a, a Tommy Reese? Do we think? Wouldn't it be so weird if they did the same thing they did last time and got a Catholic dude from Cincinnati to come coach their team? And, and I mean, look, it hey. worked the first time, right? It worked the first time. Where do you think the next big domino is to fall? Do you, who do you, you know? I guess the kind of question is, who do you think the Notre Dame head coach is? Well, and that's the thing. It is Notre Dame because for everything Notre Dame professes to be, it is still one of the biggest brands in college football. So whoever gets that job, it's going to have, it's going to just kind of fall down the line. I think Luke Fickle should be the guy that they target, obviously, because it would be funny. Yeah, the Catholic guy from Cincinnati coming to take over Notre Dame a second time. But, yeah, I think Marcus Freeman should be in the mix there. The good news is for a, a team like Notre Dame, they have the cachet nationally, despite not being necessarily a true title contender, that they can go out and essentially knock down, knock on anybody's door, and they're going to at least listen to the overtures. That That's the thing about this. I was as stunned as anybody that Brian Kelly bolted for LSU. That that I don't know. LSU and Brian Kelly just don't seem yeah. like made in heaven to me. But he's getting a bag full of money, ninety-five million dollars apparently over ten years. So good on you, sir. You cashed in that way. But the biggest domino still to fall is Notre Dame, and obviously it'll have a domino effect on multiple programs as they try to adjust to whoever they decide to hire. Linda, I think the one thing that people and I can't believe this hasn't happened. Like, why wouldn't somebody call Mike Gundy after this year? And also, uh, Jim Knowles, like all, all the Oklahoma State fans are like, please, nobody, please, 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 nobody call Jim Knowles. I, now, here's a good thing. I don't think he'd go back to Duke. That job is open now. I don't think he'd go back to the Duke. I think he's actually kind of above that job at this point, in my opinion. Um, what are you hearing on that front and – Aren't you glad that that little Oklahoma State's keeping things under the radar because nobody's knocking on y'all's door to take any of your coaches from a top five team in the country right now? Uh, yeah, I'm very worried about Jim Knowles. Now, Mike Gundy's come out and talked about keeping him on staff and said, you know, he was like, within reason, he'll be on this team next year. I'm willing to go a little outside of reason. I'm I like, I don't think that there's 
any argument for not keeping him on staff mm-hmm. as a defensive coordinator. I also think he really likes Stillwater and likes being there. So I'm not sure what might entice him to leave. That being said, I know like the Florida, uh, the new coach in Florida, and I can't think of his name off the top of my uh, head. Billy Napier. Billy Thank Napier. you. I, I all I knew was Billy, and I was like, I can't just say that. Nobody's gonna know big Billy about down there in Florida. <laughs> Billy Donovan. I know he's been talking about Jim Nolson, but I think there's some other uh, coach names in the circle of dudes he's targeting. So I am very hopeful that he sticks around. I think he is a shoe in for the Broyles Award this year. He's just done a a fantastic job getting that defense on track, and a lot of those guys have like Brock Martin has already announced he's coming back. Mike Gundy said a lot of the veterans will return next year for this defense. So I think that might play a part in him sticking around in Stillwater as well. Yeah. And building up that, that kind of cachet one more year. All right. Quick word from our sponsors. And we got one more coaching question and then we'll move on after that. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. They have some odds normally for some of these coaching jobs. So if you want to bet on who the next Notre Dame head coach will be, you can go to betonline.ag today find those odds they've got odds for football basketball baseball soccer hockey uh, mma formula one boxing and vegas casino games as well new slick look online you can go check that out uh, today bet online use that promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on and uh, if you do that you'll receive a 50 percent deposit bonus so if you deposit 100 bucks They'll give you an extra 50 to play with today at betonline.ag. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Also, our friends at Built Bar. Have you guys gotten the Built Bars for, for Christmas? Did you guys get some of those Black Friday Built Bars? Yes, I they, did. They were good. They were very good. Uh, holiday season, my friends. If you guys want a delicious treat that is less calories than your standard pie or your cupcake or your brownies, whatever you make, It'll make you feel just as good, but you could like go and work out afterwards. You know, you can go and and uh, run a mile. You can hop on the bike, the Peloton, whatever you want to do, because they're almost desserts, but they're also protein bars as well. And they've got many new flavors uh, coming out all the time: raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, all of that right now. Go use uh, the promo code Locked15. It's L O C K E D one five. Lock15 at built.com. It's built.com for 15% off. And they always, especially this time of year, a whole lot of new things coming your way at built.com. So go check 